everybody. Welcome back to the Oil of the Podcast, and today we're talking about Hitman. As always, I'm Kate, and here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And to go into this very stealthy franchise, of which I'm not very good at, I can't talk about it. So Matt's going to. Yes, because you can't stealth your way through anything. I can't. I can't. I turn you, that mechanic way down if there's an option to. You clomp clomp your way around. <laughs> Yeah, so obviously start off with my generic questions because I have a great formula stuff of basically, have you played Hitman and do you have a favorite one? And I guess I'll start with Adrian. Yeah, I've played one Hitman game because like Kate, I don't really like stealthy games. I rather just go like shoot people. Um, and I'm pretty sure the game that I played was Blood Money. Blood Money. Yeah, Excellent Blood choice. Money. Yeah, um, I played on the Xbox 360. I did play that one a lot because the game is fun. I like like the world building stuff in there, which is probably why I like the trashy 2007 movie so much. But I've only played one. Awesome. Kate, what about you? I've played. I haven't played a single Hitman to completion, but I have played a lot of different Hitman games over time because <laughs> for whatever reason, the guys in my friend group in high school were really obsessed with Hitman, and I dated a guy who was super into Hitman. And so, like, I would play through a couple of levels or I'd watch it be played, and that's kind of where it is. So, like, I've I know enough and have played enough to know how the game should be, but as I stated at the top of the episode, I am not a stealthy person. So, it would be like, Kate, play this level until you can't get past it, and then we'll get take it over. <laughs> uh type thing uh so that's kind of where i am although blood money is probably the one i remember the most of being able to play the most so i think blood money ends up being a very like big one in the franchise for the most part which we'll kind of get into i know for me i played contracts but not that much blood money i loved still my favorite i beat that thing like three or four times got all the achievements on it and everything played i attempted absolution um i did not like it and then I gave up. Um, I feel bad as a Hitman fan because I've always enjoyed the franchise and everything, but I feel like I probably should play it more. Um, I know when they came back in 2016, which kind of their little soft reboot stuff, which we'll kind of get into, I feel bad that I didn't want to play it, but also I understand why I didn't play the first one. And then just we'll kind of get in the whole like genre of this game, as we said, between stealth games and what even happens. Because, I mean, you talk about all the Splinter Cell stuff and how everybody just wants a Splinter Cell game that comes around and doesn't. Like, stealth games themselves have just kind of taken a back seat for a while there, sadly. So kind of get in to, which is kind of the, almost like a fun fact in itself thing, but the franchise began in the year 2000, and which actually was surprising to me because I thought it was older. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was way older than that. Yeah, I thought it was older than that, but then also like 20, 2000s, 21 years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was like a oh, kid. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes sense at this point. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, it does. Oh, but it was Oh, yeah. I, oh. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, that is 20 years ago, but also or 21 now at this point. But I'm also like, wow, I still thought it was in the 90s. But nope, it's a thing. Um, okay. most of the I don't like this now. I feel like I, we've hit the point where I'm like, oh, no, that was that was a long time ago. It is old. But so, I remember it. So am I old now? <laughs> yes, you are. Um... But no, um, it was written by Morton Iverson for the most part for the first few games and developed by IO Interactive, which has been basically the developers this entire, I guess it's lifespan of all the games. Obviously, over the years, it's had a few developers and publishers. Um, it was originally published by 
Idios or Idos Interactive. I don't know how to say that properly. Idos, E-I-D-O-S. Yes. Yeah, Idos. Idos Interactive. And they're it's funny because all the descriptions of Idos is literally a British video game publisher. <laughs> um, but yes, they eventually got absorbed by Square Enix Europe. And they are also the people who made Tomb Raider, Just Cause. And, That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That also makes sense just because the stealth mechanics that were incorporated into the Tomb Raider games, um, yeah, which I hate. And I turned those down on the difficulty settings because I, I was not good at them. Yeah, um, but that's um, those are the same people. They were obviously some from there. They kind of had games published by Square Enix. Um, then the funny thing is they actually had, uh, in 2017, they had a, a managerial buyout, which we'll kind of get into because Hitman kind of had its own issues. They actually bought their way out to their own freedom from Square Enix, who at the time, <laughs> I don't even know if they were Square Enix when they bought them. And so actually one of their games was actually published by Warner Brothers until finally we've come full circle to where, why we're doing this episode of the newest Hitman releases, I believe today, the episode that this episode is released. And for Hitman 3, and that actually will be published by IO Interactive. It's been a weird thing. That's all I've actually learned more at this point with doing a lot of these game franchises. Oh my gosh, we talk about all these other companies. The amount of like companies that end up getting absorbed throughout the last like 20 years has been insane. Yeah, um, and I think it's also, like, we don't really think about it sometimes because, like, we differentiate. Like, we tend not to talk about developer versus publisher a lot. Like, when a lot of the times when we talk about, oh, this these people made this game, a lot of the times they just publish that game. And then, like, when you talk about, like, publishers then buying up development companies, kind of like how Bethesda did, um, it's it gets interesting. Yeah, because Bethesda was this, and then they were bought by Cinemax, and now they're actually bought by Microsoft. It's all fun times. Um, but no, like even going through like Square, which I always forget that Square Software was a thing before Square, Square Enix. Soft. Whatever. It's short for software. Whatever. <laughs> but anyways, like a lot of these games too, actually surprisingly, it started on the PC. Obviously over the years it eventually made it to all the platform, but it originally came with the first game being on PC only, and then moves on. Um, kind of the general synopsis, you play as Agent 47, who is the most renowned hitman ever, or whatever, and you take contract to kill high-profile people. This all comes with the help of your handler, Diana, who is also throughout all the games. Diana's great. Um, and basically, this game is an action. Sometimes it gets labeled action-adventure, which is kind of funny, because I never think of this as adventure, but it yeah. is classified sometimes. Um, Stealth-based game. Um, the game allows for creativity and kills via weapons. Uh, situations, high profile versus low profile. This is part where Kate, whether whether Kate goes guns a blazing or whether you go stealth. And then essentially there is, for the most part, not all the games, but for the most part, in some of them, um, there essentially is no quote unquote right or wrong way to play so long as you get the job done. Yeah. In the later games, obviously you're more rewarded for stealth based kills than um, just going in there, but you could play a lot of the games where you just went through and just did a rampage and you were fine. No, I, I, I really enjoy the amount of creativity. Like, I enjoy games where to get from A to B, you can take whatever path you as the player want to. Yeah, is this why, like, I'm surprised that this is classified as a stealth game? Because I definitely didn't play this as a stealth game. <laughs> that might be, I mean, honestly, that's probably why. Because I played it, this like I was John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I mean, honestly, they're murking people. That's the thing, thing. I play this always as a stealth game, so that's probably why when you're like, it's an action adventure game, I'm like, was it? What? Where was? What? What? Like, I didn't do anything but set off some fuses. My problem um, was that I tried to lean into the stealth of it. 
And oh boy, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, each game's different, um, and then kind of going through, um, but they do end up going, like I said, Delph is probably ends up being the most preferred way overall of playing the games. Even though there was plenty of achievements and a lot of fun just doing a bunch of crazy kill types uh, and everything then else. Then I started which, shooting. Started blasting. <laughs> started blasting. <laughs> Which we'll kind of get into with the gameplay and the but why, though. But first, we'll kind of get through the games. In total, with including the new one releasing, there are eight total games. Which also is another thing. Wow, surprise. I thought there was more. But apparently, there's not. Um, and two spinoff games. So I guess the total is ten, but whatever. Um, the list of the games, obviously, they start in 2000 to the present. Hitman, Codeman, 47. Uh, came out in 2000. PC has a Metacritic rating of 73. Um, like I said, these Metacritic ratings are kind of like the mix and match between all three, four platforms, because as we learned, especially going in those early 2000s, there was a vast difference between playing your game on a PlayStation and playing your game on an Xbox or even a PC, which hey, actually everybody learned that, again. Huh? That came into 2020 with Cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently that all came full circle again, like this episode. Um, yeah, then Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, um, Metacritic score of 86, Hitman Contracts 2004, Metacritic of 79, Hitman Blood Money in 2006, which is the one we talk about, which is Metacritic of 82, which would probably be about right when it comes to, like, I guess the life dynamics where everybody's at, 2006, and then Hitman Absolution is in 2012 with a Metacritic of 80, um, and then they kind of go through this whole part with this whole buyout process, and then obviously after Absolution, which kind of the game was, it kind of has an 80, it kind of sold a lot, but a lot of fans hated it. And so it kind of almost killed the series, per se, and stuff. And so they end up doing this kind of soft reboot and then under the name of, like, the World of Assassins trilogy. And that's what we're getting now. <laughs> what? Like, the World of Assassins. Or I think it's World of Assassinations. My bad. World of Assassinations that's trilogy. That's not much better. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm always here for the dumb stuff. Whether it be Impossible Mission Force or World of Assassinations. Yeah, so that goes with the Hitman game 2016, which is funny because apparently all these reboots, and because remember we have Doom 2016, we came also with Hitman 2016. And then also has a Metacritic rating technically of an 84, but that's kind of like the complete edition because this time they decided we're going to release thing episodic because they were trying to be the one of the good ones of saying, hey, we're going to do the games as a service. And so they were kind of releasing episode per se or missions like once every month to two months. That um, makes sense as to why I thought it, there were so many more. Yes, which I think is the reason why I opted out of this game, and then I just forgot about Hitman again, because I completely forgot that Hitman 2 came out in 2018, and actually has a Metacritic score of 83. And then obviously we had Hitman 3 2021, coming out January 20th, which should be today, and that will be obviously pending and whatnot else. But didn't did Hitman 2016 have a thing like kind of like before where if you weren't playing that like on a PC, it looked like a potato? Am I thinking of the right game? I, th yes. I don't. I think I you think are correct. Is. I know these two games came out very buggy, like the Hitman one and two. I know they had some issues for sure. Yeah, because people were like mad that like uh, one of like the previous Hitman from like the previous generation like looked better than that one on some of the consoles. Yeah, like I know Hitman. 16. I could be wrong, but no, I, I don't think you're you're somewhere. not wrong at all because the funny thing, a lot of the main critiques for despite having the eighty four, which is funny because eighty four is kind of like the when you get to play all of it at once, like the game of the year edition. It's like if you bought Skyrim in twenty like fifteen, 
supports the damn game better than like when you bought it in 2014 because you got all the DLC and all the patches. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people said that like, the joke was that the game wasn't released episodic. The game was just released un- unfinished and they kept just adding new new parts of the game on the game. That's fair. <laughs> that makes sense. So I will say I, I looked I looked up Hitman 2016. I looked up in-game Agent 47 and then like advertised Agent 47. That's some catfishing. They don't look the same. <laughs> yeah, like I said, this game, and I think that's why I never bothered to play this one, because I remember it coming back, and I was like, oh, we're going to Hitman, they're redoing it. And then I was like, I don't do episodic stuff, I'm sorry. Like, I never cared for the, the Telltale stuff or anything else. But yeah. apparently they got it all together. It only took, like, you know, the whole entire year of 2016. So I think the episodes were released from, like, March of 2016 all the way through December of 2016. Which is still a weird way to play a game, I guess. I still don't understand games like that. I I want my game at one time, please. Yes, obviously Hitman 2 and 3 have corrected that, and they will all be releasing at the same time. <laughs> For anybody wondering. Are we excited about Hitman 3? Is it, is it going to be... I, I technically time? am, to be honest. Um, I know the problem they have with Hitman 2 is Hitman 2, if I remember correctly, released right in the middle of fall. We Hitman, just as much as we're having this episode, and it's kind of like a franchise that's been around with all these games... It just, it's not a Call of Duty, it's not a Mario, it's not, you know, some big thing, it's not even hell with Cyberpunk at this point, you know, like, it's just a, it just kind of got swallowed up, because I don't even remember the 2018 coming. So Hitman 3 looks really good, they've also done an amazing job marketing it, if you look at Hitman 3, they've, like, the way the 3 is designed in it, it looks like a barcode, so that's cool. Also... Um, this, I'm just going to get it out right now. I am attracted to Hitman because I am attracted to the Hitman that the series is based on. Because you put a guy in a suit and have him go do assassinations, I'm going to be with it. Um, and the suit selection that they've shown for Hitman 3, especially for the pre-order bonuses, is choice and very good. Um, but, like, the marketing around it has been really good. The trailers have been really good. Um, and I've, I don't know, it, it also just seems something very different than what we've kind of been getting and playing right now. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for it on that note. I'm probably going to suck at it, but I'm excited for it. I can't wait for, for, for us to get it. And be like, oh, you should, you, you don't have the new Xbox. Here's your potato version. I'm looking <laughs> at like the trailers and stuff. And this, the trailers, like the graphics look really good, but like, is this, what is this on? Yeah, that, that's uh, that might be the running joke of this franchise, where like they give you something on a next gen thing, and it's just not as it should be. I think we're gonna run into that uh, apparently with more than just Hitman, <laughs> as we've already seen. But yeah, so like this whole, so obviously this Hitman Three, as we've been talking about, it's supposedly gonna be the finale of this trilogy. We'll see how that goes. I've heard a lot of things about trilogies that never end up being trilogies, thanks to Assassin's Creed. You know, this kind of follows the story of Agent Forty Seven from Hitman Twenty Sixteen all the way through, obviously. 20, 2021. I think there's at least another Hitman that's already being looking to be in development along that coming in either like another two years, excuse me, another two years or so. And is that going to be like on a, so are all, question, are all these Hitman games around Agent 47? Yes. Every game focuses around Agent 47 and Diana is the handler. Those are like, I mean, there's been a few other characters from my understanding and what I played that are kind of within there that show up multiple times, but uh, Agent 47 and Diana are your two main characters that show up throughout the entire series. Okay, that's a little bit more impressive because, like, Assassin's Creed is just, like, different assassins all the time. So that is interesting. And it seems like the world of Hitman would actually facilitate having 
different characters pop in and out for different games, so. Yeah, but as we'll kind of get into in the but why, though, of Agent 47 is actually a very popular character of himself, um, and so that's probably another reason why NZD. But before we do that, get into some other me media, because we do have some other stuff. And there's actually two spinoff games or mobile games, Hitman Go 2014, which is a turn-based puzzle game. Um, we'll that, get, we'll... I don't like the way that sounds. Oh, don't worry. I have some little backstory and our fun facts about that one. Um, then Hitman Sniper 2015. It's on your phone. Like I said, you just kind of hold your phone up and you look through a Skyper, sniper scope. And uh, it. Also don't like that. These weren't very rated very well. They weren't well perceived. It looked like we were trying to get on the Pokemon Go type things, but still. But with Killy, okay. I. There's actually more to this again. If you want to go through, I think this is the one also we get into controversy because they did like a whole Hitman like Facebook integration where they did where you could like send like, I'm coming to assassinate my friends and stuff. And they had to tear all that down. Um, it was some bad marketing and other mobile app integration stuff. This was the 2014s. Everybody thought they were fun to have an app. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, there's obviously a few comics from what I found. Um, Agent 47, Birth of the Hitman, was in 2017. I believe this kind of goes into the origins of Agent 47. This is from Dynamite. Um, I think it's still running, if not. I don't remember. It's kind of weird because it's... It was as of last year. Yeah, I said I'm pretty sure it's still running. I'm not sure how much. I was surprised that this was the only comic I found, to be honest. And it doesn't even... It wasn't even very populated. I was... The only reason I remember because we cover comics for the site. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought somebody had this. Because it didn't pop up. And while the stuff I was looking, I had to specifically go find it. Um, but something I didn't have to go find. But clearly it found everybody else. And then nobody liked it. Well, the two movies, obviously. Hitman of 2007. Uh, with a Rotten Tomato score of a 16%. And an audience score of a 57. I'm just going to state this movie... It's not dumpster fire. It isn't good. It's it, fun. It's not. It it it, it also it's has good. hot Tiff, uh, Timothy Oliphant as Agent Forty Seven. It's great. I don't hate I it. I don't this movie love a lot. It. I enjoy this movie in the same way I love Ninja Assassin. I haven't seen it in like legitimately like decades, so I'm pretty sure it's still great. <laughs> That's what I will say I haven't seen both of these movies as I get into the other one. of Yeah, Hitman Agent 47 2015, which has an 8% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 40% audience scores. And this movie is actually terrible. I didn't know this movie existed. I don't That's probably a good thing. It. I watched this movie on an airplane. I thought you watched it with me on that same airplane trip. Oh, no, we did. That's right. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> um, Hitman 07. I, I don't think it's much better than that 16%, but maybe it'd be like into 30 for me. Maybe the 40% of Rotten Tomatoes. I'd give it maybe like a 5 out of 10. It's not horrible, Ninja but it's Assassin not. Ninja Assassin is a better movie, but it's still fun. Hitman Agent 47 <laughs> can probably deserve that 8%. I and just then... like, I, the, the one thing I will say that I don't like about the 2007 one is it reminded me that when they render people's heads in games, they make them smooth, but real-life bald heads are bumpy because they kept zooming the zoom-ins on the barcodes, and I was like, that's a bumpy head. Um, neither here nor there. It doesn't impact yes. the quality of the film, but... <laughs> yeah, um, there was a lot of that movie, which I'll kind of get it. I know the big thing for that movie was why did they not just have the voice actor play Hitman in that movie? And that was a big thing. And after I saw the voice actor and everything, I also questioned why they didn't have the voice actor just play that man. 
Um, and for those who don't know, the voice actor who's been the voice actor of Agent 47 through the entire existence. He's is, literally Agent 47. Is uh, David Batesman? David Batesman. The other fun fact is apparently both these movies were written by Skip Woods. And I'm not going to lie. I looked at Skip Woods' film photography or whatever you want, filmography. I don't know why the hell they let this man direct this and write this many movies. Because these are Third all terrible. All Thursday. These are... Swordfish. Which X-Men is also terrible. Origins Wolverine. The A-Team. A Good Day to Die Hard. Sabotage. Hitman 47. And Caden Lynch. And Live or Free. Or live or Die Hard Free or whatever the other one. He did two Die Hard movies. He did two Hitman movies. He did an X-Man movie. He did whatever the hell we call Swordfish. Whatever the hell we call Sabotage. And then the A-Team. I like the A-Team. There's no plan. So I will say that the A-Team. That was good. So the A-Team. So I'll give give him credit. The A-Team I don't think is great, but it's it's worth a watch to me. I never saw it. Obviously, I think all the older people who watched the A-Team really hated it. But like I didn't watch the A-Team in the 70s, so it didn't bother me. Um, but out of all the, but the, uh, the rest of them are terrible. They're awful. Um, which we talked about in our, in our Die Hard <laughs> movies, how they got worse and worse. And he will apparently Skip Woods is the reason they got worse. Cause he's yeah, apparently. Thanks Skip Woods. <laughs> I just looked at that thing and I was like, how'd this man direct this many movies? These are all terrible. Back to another person though. There are also two novels written about it. Um, Hitman Enemy Within, a novel. Apparently that's what it's called. A novel. <laughs> um, in 2007, written by William C. Dietz, which apparently when I looked at him, I didn't realize that he apparently also wrote Halo the Flood. He wrote a Mass Effect book. He wrote a Hitman, obviously the Hitman book, a StarCraft book, three Star Wars Expansive Universe books, and a ton of other stuff. Mm-hmm. That's and so, mm-hmm. yeah. And then obviously Hitman Damnations from 2012, written by Raymond Benson and whatnot else. And then probably the interesting thing is here is apparently there might supposedly a TV show. It was announced in 2017 by Hulu that they will have a TV Hitman show that's written by the creator of John Wick, Derek Colstad. Colstad? Is that right? Colstad, yeah. Colstad. But basically, that's all we know. I looked I and there's, it. I there's no There's been no if, announcement since other than, uh, yeah, we got it. It's coming. I don't, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> Why? If it's written by the creator, the John Wick creator, like, just give me a different agent in the John Wick universe. And, like, just give me that. I'll take Agent 47. John Wick and Agent 47 are different people. I can tell you that much. Yes. Um, John Wick has more emotion. I'm saying, don't make make it on John Wick. Like, pick some other dude and just make that dude, like. uh, What if he connects the two? So, hold on, since you mentioned that, I'm going to flip back, but apparently, after the 2007 movie, there was a way of they were thinking about doing a Just Cause Tomb Raider and Hitman universe. No, 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 But, yes, this is the wonderful time of multiverses. And But, apparently, since they all did so terrible, and the other movie, or since obviously the movie did terrible, and also there was just no movement on, like, the Just Cause movie, some other Tomb Raider movies, and then the Thief in the Duex movie... Um, they kind of yeah, whatever. Deus Ex. Um, they just kind of never. Obviously, that didn't amount to anything. But there was at one time a thought of doing that. I not people tried to train a shark before, so you know what? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I don't know why we would want that, but apparently that was a thought process. Same I, reason why they wanted to do a King of King Arthur universe because they think they can. <laughs> 
You know what? The sad part. That's about the same. Six movies. I think that's about the same time, but you know, everything. I will say, I do want to know if Chad Stalinsky is going to be involved in the show because Chad Stalinsky is nobody knows. Nobody knows anything. Okay. Well, he's the director and the stunt coordinator and everything for the John Wick series, and the second unit director and stunt coordinator on Birds of Prey. And I just love that man's eye for action. So I will watch anything he has. Also, 2017 is so long ago. Well, the, well, I will say, like, <laughs> as much as it was announced, it had been updated. The most recent update I could find was from January of last year, which we know how last year went. Um, <laughs> that this was that was still the plan, but obviously I don't know because last year happened. All I know is this year has been about two months so far, and last year was about five years. So. Yes. <laughs> I didn't find. I don't know if I missed the most recent of recent, but as of January 29th of 2020, who still is going on with a Hitman TV series written by Derek Colstead? But anyway, so I guess to get into the but why those, we'll start off with what I always start off with: successful franchise. I guess sorta. I don't really. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Okay, so to get into but why those, as I always start off with successful franchise, sorta. It is a franchise that's been around for now 20 plus years. It's obviously still making games. Um, it's as I've laughed I could find was it sold over a 15 million units. There really hasn't been much data because it's obviously between the managerial buyout, you know, for their company when went to Mike, you know, from Square Enix to Warner Brothers to self-publishing. I don't really know between the last two games, but I'm assuming even if they sold like a million a piece, you know, we're looking still at probably 17 million units from them whatever Hitman Three sells. Yeah. Um, I do know if I remember correctly, Hitman One did sadly did not sell as well, but also as we talked about between the it episodic potato. between the episodic stuff, the potato stuff, and then um a lot of people did as much as people bought Absolution, it was one of those they bought the Absolution like, yeah and then they're like, Oh no, and didn't like it. <laughs> and so kinda of passed on it. Um so yeah, it's kinda of like there. Um obviously it's definitely successful because Agent it's very renowned because Agent forty seven as kind of we talked about, like, why would we do someone like, why is he in all the games? Why why would we not just do another John Wick? Because Agent Bit 47 is one of the most well-known video game characters. And just kind of like the franchise, he may not be up there with Mario or Master Chief, but he's definitely, he's in all the lists. He's definitely, if you pull up a top 25, top 50 list, he usually shows up. Um, as I said before, he's, vo- he's been voiced by David Bateson the whole entire time. And it's, then... It's that suit and red tie, though. Yeah, in the barcode, the bald head and the barcode. Like I will dis- say, I knew a lot of people who wanted to get barcode tattoos because of this game. I mean, I don't blame them. If there's anything a that crossed, lot. I mean, I th- it crossed my mind before. Like, man, it'd be cool to have a barcode on the back of the head. Like, awesome. The funniest thing was one of the cholos in my friend group, obviously had a bald head, really wanted a barcode on the back of his head because he was a real huge fan of Hitman. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's very renowned. Um, obviously he comes out not because a lot of times what they said they didn't really show up much because technically as you find out since he is like a basically an assassin he's not really found in the heroes. He's more in the anti-hero yeah. department. So when you look up a lot of like the top anti-heroes or top like you know not true hero characters, he's that's where he really like pops up a lot. But like I said, he's very renowned. The red suit, that tie, you know, very fashionable. You ever want somebody to kill you? He's gonna do it. Looking great. Um, <laughs> um, like I said, it, it's successful because you know they do garner nominations and some small awards. You know, like Hitman 2016 was definitely not was nominated for best action adventure game. 
Um, but then Hitman 2018, obviously, was, you know, kind of nominated for control design and 3D and some other nominations. You know, all of them, as we said, they're not rated horribly. You know, I think the lowest one we got was, what, a 73, now the very first one in 2000. Um, they're not really critically acclaimed either, though. So we don't see, you know, like I said, we don't see it flying off the charts of stuff. I think, like I said, Hitman 2016, I think, might have won maybe some publications Game of the Year award, but I don't think it won really any major awards. But also, it's just a, it's a very beloved franchise that's not super high-selling or anything either. It's kind of like we talk about, there's a prototypical, like, niche or, like, game genre where, like, it's the top of what it is. Then yeah. it's Hitman. Like, we talk about stealth games. Like, obviously, people think of Splinter Cell and probably Hitman. Um, yeah. And obviously, we, at first, you could probably bring up Assassin's Creed, but that's become a mess where it's not even a stealth game anymore. <laughs> Um, which is kind of like kind of going the gameplay a little bit here. It's kind of like where I kind of have when it comes to the but why those of the stuff because this said so it's got a lot of games. We're getting a new one. People love the games that like them, but also it's like trying to market to sell it to everybody. Been basically a huge thing because as I said before, it's an action stealth game. Um, all the games kind of follow this weird stuff where they're kind of like mission based. They're kind of like episode based where they kind of throw you in this little sandbox and you kind of get given targets to find, you know, and then you just make your way through there to find it. Um, except for Absolution, which I kind of keep mentioning with bad. Um, there was a few reasons people didn't like Absolution because it kind of took from that sandbox thing, kind of made it more linear, so where you had to go from point A to point B and you had like no choices. Um, another big thing for Absolution some of the gameplay choices, um, which they added Instinct Mode, which essentially it's kind of like the rip-off version of basically the Arkham series and Assassin's Creed Eagles version, to be honest. You basically, everything went blue, and you got to see where everybody was walking. For any of you that ever played those type of games, I mean, they're nice in a sense, but also it kind of took away from what made Hitman kind of real yeah. fun and do. But no, um, the curl things, like stuff, like the first set of games, they all follow this nice... Like, it's weird because you can pick up any Hitman game and it's kind of like you're still missing something, but you can still play them because they all have their own unique, like, encompassing of what they're doing mission-wise, but they all are the same continuity. Yeah. And I believe even Contracts and Blood Money even take place kind of in the same time frame as each other, but they're two different games. Yeah. Um. So that's been nice. Like I said, as much as I played them, like, Blood Money I bet a lot, but, like, I didn't really need to know all the other stuff. And... I think this one with the world of assassination trilogy, I think obviously the same way you're following kind of a little like story, a big story across games, but on a micro level within the game, you, you know, you're just playing different stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, as far as like the stealth, we kind of said like the instinct mode was something that bad. They added notoriety and blood money where the more points and more stealth, you, you know, you got more points and more money for, you know, more stealth kills. Um, Obviously, the creative appeals, like, Blood Money also added accidents, which I don't know about you all, but that was my biggest, one of my favorite things in Blood Money, was going through everything to kill somebody on accident, which was great. You could rig all of the, <laughs> assess, you know, rig the grills, you could rig everything to, like, the opera play, you could have somebody, you could put a fake, you put a real bullet in a fake pistol and stuff. Um, I think, like, that's probably one of the reasons why I'm excited to see what Hitman 3 does, is just because, like, Again, I kind of already mentioned, but just the creativity behind playing a game while also having there be different rewards for accomplishing a task a different way. Like, it, it both rewards you for playing a certain way and, like, encourages you to essentially play in the world in a more immersive way than just, like, go to point A, kill target, come back. 
Yeah. Uh, you actually have to think your way through it and strategize. Which, which I guess is the really biggest topic is, like I said, the creativity of kills. As you said, like, you know, you could take costumes of anybody you wanted to, whether it be mascots. Everybody always has the fun little Hitman stuff where you just take a mascot, you know, whether you want to go John Wick style as Adrian, apparently, or just Rampage style or stealth kills. You know, the sedative syringe, you could push people off cliffs, you know, pistols, everything. I don't know if you all had any favorite ones. I know there was a lot of fun achievements you could do. There's a lot of items you can kill people with, like a fish. Throw fish at them <laughs> and everything and books, um, and briefcases. I don't know if you all had any favorite ones. I, have uh, I, mean, I remember the, the, the sabotage stuff. I mean, that stuff I did do. I did do, like, the sabotage stuff, like... When you say the grill, like that immediately comes to mind. I remember tampering grills, grills and making people blow up. Uh, I'd have to like go through and like look at look at things again for that one. But it, it's like slowly coming back to me, like as you're mentioning things. But again, I also was like, ah, notoriety. They're gonna die. Why do they? Why do they need to know me? Like they're it's, everyone's gonna die here. But the the sabotage stuff is is super cool. You could like use people as like body shields. It's real gruesome. That blood money game. Well, oh yeah, I think about it. The more like that was not a game for kids. <laughs> like no, all. pretty much none of these games are. Which is kind of like to kind of like going from like the gameplay and the kind of creative kills. Like why I want to talk about it of just kind of like what do we think of stealth games anymore? Is that I mean it, this is like the only one I can. I mean Thief is kind of dead. Assassin's Creed not Assassin's Creed anymore. We've had I mean oh, funny because when I, are there any other of, ones? When I think of um, stealth games, I think of Splinter Cell. They haven't made one in since like two thousand and five. I they think they were supposed to. Well, yeah, but I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, because that, that's funny because like but let let Adrian finish yeah. his list. Yeah, well, I was just like Splinter Cell, like Metal Gear, Assassin's Creed are like the biggest ones I think I can think of. I mean, Dishonored was a thing. There's there's a few, but in terms of like franchises wise, I think it's definitely just Hitman, Splinter Cell, and Metal Gear that comes to my mind. But again, I don't play those kind of games. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the whole point was just like they just don't like. Winter Cell hasn't had a game made in forever, you know. And I so. think it's hard, too, because, like, you have to be willing to... If I think of, like, somebody who's... built, I mean, it's easy for Splinter Cell because that's a Tom Clancy game, right? Like, anybody's right. going to pick up a Tom Clancy game and the barrier of it being stealth, like, they probably won't know. They may just see Tom Clancy and pick up, the, like, the latest Splinter Cell game whenever that new one comes out. But when I think about it, like if you're making a stealth franchise or a stealth game where you're going to reward people for choosing that option or pushing them to go that option, or even just like, that's your only option. You have to be okay with missing out a population of buyers yeah. who just don't, that's not their play style. And I like, cause I, as much as I, am not good at stealth games i really appreciate them and i really like them and i really like the mechanics that go into them especially from like the like surprise kills and like those areas um but i don't know if like now studios are really okay with really like alienating a any audiences and i feel like it it's really hard to have like i don't know i feel like more games are leaning away from niche play styles and pushing all towards more like either action adventure or open world or something that is like more simplistic and can pull in more people and you see it even happening with like just from the perspective of big multiplayer games that are coming out so yeah 
I sadly don't disagree. I think um, we've all talked about this before. Just like it, it makes it sad for me because I do think games are just getting simpler and for that more broad appeal. But like for games like this, like I enjoy stealth games. I know they're, uh, you know, kind of you know, they take more time, it takes patience, learning, and everything else. Like, one of my favorite things was to do was to kind of, like, watch, like, a perfect kill, and, like, I watch the video on YouTube just so you get the plan, and then you take it off, turn it off, and see, can I replicate this? Because you have, because what they don't realize is there's a lot of RNG factors in there. So, like, if, so if you just try to do it exactly like the YouTube video, you're like, oh, why is this person here? They weren't here in the video because it's all, R there's a lot of RNG components in there. And so I like doing that because it, it can you like this whole, like, hey, here's a plan. Now, can you do this plan? And it's kind of like, because we don't, I mean, I don't know about the later last two ones, but I know some of the stuff that we don't get either is we get a little bit of it, but you don't get a lot of the planning that goes involved. They kind of give you some tactics and some stuff, of like some objects you can use, you know, maybe where you can find your weapon storage or, you know, like what things you can kind of utilize within your like kind of sandbox. But they don't give you a nice little like, okay, we're going to lay out the map, you know, kind of like an Ocean's Eleven it out here. We're going to write a giant plan and can you, and you execute the plan. And, you know, like a hell, like a heist movie, stealth movie. And so treating it like that was fun. Um, it's kind of also, like you said, with the mass appeal, but also just like, can you tell people like this, like even Blood Money, I think only had like 10 missions, you know? And I think even yeah. some of these other games only have like eight to 10 missions, which if you just rampage through them, some of them you can do in like five minutes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, that's the other thing too, is like replay, like I would assume the replayability of Hitman, because obviously, like I said, I haven't finished a game, would be to go back and do missions differently. Yes. But if you, like, so I think that, like, opening it up past just self helps for replayability of the game. I think it ultimately. helps. I think it does, too, which um, I think they've done a, like I said, the older one did a good job of, for the most mm -hmm. part, because, like, and then, like I said, when you add in the achievements, like, I just know for Blood Money, like, go get, be a chef achievement, where you had to kill every single person with a knife. <laughs> you know you know kill somebody with a fish or just kill something with other things like there's definitely some creativity that gets involved in the stuff and i know we're talking about just you know killing pixels or whatever but like using you know tactics and everything else of like you know can you do it without being seen can you take out everybody else can you do it with an accident can you do it with a pistol can you do it with a rifle um so that was definitely i think that leads to a lot of replayability but also as you said only a certain audience is like excited for replayability of certain yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, I wonder like how much they would do like a, an entitled goose game like achievement. Like we gotta go kill someone <laughs> with a goose or just something dumb like that to like, incorporate <laughs> other stealth games. Yeah, like, like like an Among Us achievement. Yeah, yeah. I have no. <laughs> I said I know they've added a lot more stuff since for the last two games, but I have sadly haven't played them. But just looking at everything else, you know, they do have some creativity and everything else. I do know, like you said, the mass appeal thing, I think they did try. And that was kind of one of the things they did with Absolution because a lot of the stuff they did was opened it up. Like, it basically took away a lot of what the game was, which is probably why a lot of the fans didn't like it. But obviously, it sold a lot because it was a more massively market game. Yeah. Which I think kind of where we get with this whole divide between Square Enix and whatever, especially because of failure, like... Hitman Go ends up happening because Square Enix wanted to remove IO after they laid off people and essentially were trying to move them to other products projects mm -hmm. and to make their own Hitman game. And obviously that ends up failing and then we get the left result of basically Hitman Go. Yeah. And then obviously because of Absolution kind of failing and then this whole kind of like fighting with reboot within stuff, obviously they get to buy out in 2017. 2016 I don't think sells that well, but then 
IO Interactive actually retained the rights, I believe, to Freedom Fighters yeah. and Hitman in this whole process. So, like, clearly, like you said, like, the shift to, like, a broader genre of game and not as niche as well was clearly being taken place in the back end for money and profits in which we end getting, like, a whole developer is actually, you know, retaining its actual freedom, I guess, <laughs> yeah. at the time. Well, I mean, and, like, honestly, like, I was actually really surprised when we put out the Hitman press releases and, and, and when those started coming in. And I started seeing how excited people actually were on my timeline for Hitman 3, yeah. which I didn't expect. Yeah, no, like, I, it's one of those games I feel bad because I haven't played as much because every time I have, I just really genuinely love the game. But sadly, it is one of those games that, like, would you rather buy Hitman or would you rather buy, like, Mario? Depending on, you know, pricing and timing and everything else, it's never, you know, had the time to yeah. play stuff. I think Hitman 3, like I said, might be successful because right now it is probably going to be the largest launch of January of this year. So you're going to yeah. have this whole time frame to yourself, and we're going to see how well it does. But no, it is one of those, like, it's weird because we kind of had this little thing, and I was writing these notes out, and I kind of, and I told Kate beforehand, and kind of going through, you guys probably look at me like, man, these are some shitty-looking notes. And I'm like, well, because, honestly, it just kind of all blend together, like, what are stealth games anymore? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, Hitman's still making game, but, you know, they're not outselling anybody. They're not outwinning awards or claim, but then, like, the you... One like I was gonna say, the one thing I will say is if if this game potatoes it up, it's gonna it's gonna yeah, it's gonna suck. Right. Just for like, and, and not just for for itself, but like coming off of like the large potato that was Cyberpunk, it's just gonna put a lot of like question marks on what is the quality of games we are actually getting now that COVID. Like we're seeing the real effects of COVID in the gaming industry so far as like how people's work patterns have changed, how all of that's gone. Like two back to back. Sadly, you're not wrong. Really hard, at least in my opinion, to have any trust in any of the games coming out. Cause like, I think that games should just get pushed out instead of launching something bad. And I'm actually happy that outriders pushed out their stuff, but no, you're not wrong, and it is going to be interesting to see, especially if this one does, because like we, we've seen with a bunch of games, Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk's not even the only game that kind of released with issues. I mean, we kind of just glanced over Marvel's Avengers. We forgot that that even existed for how that came and died and all their problems. I've been playing, I came back and started playing ESO re recently, and they already had to put out their end-of-the-year apology for how, you know, not just like bad, but just like they tried to do stuff through COVID, and they failed through trying to do stuff, and... So this will be the big year that we will see. Halo, obviously, has already had like three or four delays. So we'll see how that ends up coming out. So it's going to be like, sadly, this is going to be the big test of like, what is this? And what ends up, you know, can game, what are games at this point? And how are people adjusting? Um, I think it sucks because I don't think it's necessarily fair to this game, but I don't know what else to, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, how does it play like on like the PC, right? Because like, a lot of like the ways to avoid a lot of these issues is like just play the game on a computer. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. like, I would never play this game on a computer. That's what's weird, I guess, for me. Except I've only played it on a console, and so I mean, it's obviously it's birth to the PC. But I just this doesn't seem like a PC type game to me. But I say that as people I know love games like this on PC. So I, I think it just depends on where you come from, like trajectory like if you've always been a pc player or if you just like the pc because like for me like playing tomb raider on the pc like i wish i had not bought it on the pc i wish i had bought it on console because i just ended up hooking up a controller anyway because the mechanics just it, it's very weird for me to play that type of game on a pc which is what it would be for hitman for me too 
Yeah, but mo- also you're not wrong and a PC will solve all the graphics <laughs> problems. Also, I guess what, kind of what you're talking about all stuff, I guess what has helped Hitman thing is um, they've obviously added multiplayer from the last time we played. So you can competing with each other for assassins, which is kind of fun to watch. And then obviously we're working together complete contracts. So those have been some pretty cool like additions that we probably never saw. I just wanted to mention for some of the gameplay and everything else. I know for me, that's about all I really had for Hitman. Because it's just kind of like, it's a franchise that's been around forever. I think it, it's obviously still going to go. We don't know about the TV show. It's got a fan base that really like it. But as far as like how, what is the potential or the ceiling, I don't know if it's hit the ceiling already, sadly. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody had anything else on some of the kill creativity or any other types mm-hmm. of stuff. I just forgot that this dude is like literally genetically modified. So yes, he would in fact like murder John Wick. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. you can, like, you can, like see through walls apparently. So like that's just like broken and OP. So. Okay. So um, one, I was going to save all that for the fun facts, which for those who don't know, I didn't forget that. I do know. So basically, I guess we get into some fun facts. Basically, Agent 47 is a clone that technically has four, five dads where they took DNA from five people to try to make the best assassin the can he's also called 47 because he's the 47th clone <laughs> and he just happens to be the best one out of the 47th uh you know edition of everything else i didn't do a lot of the story and did more focus on the gameplay and the mechanics but there is a lot of story between like the ica the, the international like i don't remember what the heck they're called um stuff and then obviously you have like diana like i said who is a handler that actually plays a role in a lot of this stuff the stories of the actual games themselves which is crazy because you think about all the missions and everything we do you know, we kind of mainly talked about just, like, mechanical gameplay stuff, but, like, the stories are actually really entertaining. That's why, uh, for me, I know Blood Money is one of my best, because the ending of Blood Money is fantastic. For those of you who don't know, essentially, they try to, I can, spoiler alert, uh, 14 years later, <laughs> essentially, the, it ends with, basically, the, the you've been deemed a traitor, they're coming to close in, Diana, quote-unquote, betrays you by faking your death, you wake up at the end with the coffin and the epilogue, you bust off and she puts your two favorite guns into the coffin in which then you lift the coffin thing and just basically murder everybody at the funeral so nobody knows you're alive. Um, it's a, it's fantastic. The music that's in there is amazing. The music in the games have also just been fantastic. There's actually a whole soundtrack for that game. But um, but no, that's you see a lot of this actual relationship with Agent 47 as he's not just your trip, uh, typical stuff. Which you kind of they try to portray, especially in the novels, and then somewhat in the movie. Of he's like as much as he has no like emotions, he kind of shows every now and then. Yeah. You see. Uh, so you... I would like you to read fun fact number two, please. I was getting to there. So that, now I'm gonna get into other fun facts. First of all, um, I'm gonna do the first fun fact before I get into fun fact number two. Hitman had a bug called the homing briefcase, which is thrown when you, which obviously you throw in particular items. Basically, you could throw it and it kind of like homed in and hit the person. But the problem, especially with the briefcase, is sometimes it moved too slow. And so it was basically looked like a missile that would just kind of follow a tracking briefcase that just followed people all around as they walked. Um, if you have a show notes, um, I did a YouTube video where they, somebody's on a jet ski with the stuff, and it's a great video. It's about, like, I think it's not even a minute long. And this is what I said, like, when you said, like, John Wick killed somebody with a pencil. I was like, yeah, but do you see how Agent 47 threw this briefcase? It's amazing. <laughs> Fun fact number two. I don't think that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's much more the genetically modified it, strength a, and body. Was it a bug or a feature? <laughs> so the homing part technically is a feature, per se, because that's how they kind of, so you don't have to sit around and try to, like, throw items because yeah, they try to make yeah. it simple. Problem is... 
when you threw it, it just moved too slow, and then people started walking. Instead of it missing, it just kept homing, and it just followed people around. Um, <laughs> John I've... Wick 6 isn't like him running from anything but just a briefcase for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. It's like it follows, but with a briefcase. I remember watching when this happened, because, I mean, I, obviously, as much as I haven't played, I've watched plenty of people stream this game. It's actually a game I do enjoy watching people stream, um, but watching people have fun with the, the, especially the briefcase, and then, obviously, whether it be fish tennis rackets or just whatever else is beating people with stuff it's pretty funny now fun fact number two obviously in this movie the 2007 hitman movie vin diesel was actually originally supposed to be the hitman and then he dropped out yeah that's why this franchise failed like (laughs) if if bloodshot taught me anything is that this dude he can play a mindless killer pretty pretty easy diesel is too thick i mean Cause Hitman's like a, a more slender dude. Vin Diesel's buff. It's true, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, CGI. He... You can once again. After I saw David Bateman, I was like, "Wow, y'all messed up playing Tim- Timothy." Oh yeah, that, yeah, that. <laughs> Timothy, no, Timothy Oliphant is amazing, and that man got jacked for it. I looked up pictures. I know, but still, have you seen David Bateman? And he's I original know. voice actor. Yes, I know. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel's is still like. Riding off of like triple X and like Chronicles of Riddick money, at this which is point. why they so, I think I wanted think him. I, I, think, I think that's why they <laughs> that's wanted him because at this point he's running off of that. Yeah. Um, as I said, Agent Forty Seven is a clone of Five Dads. Obviously, he has a barcode in the back of his head. It actually contain, contains his birth date. Um, so in kind of the thing, so you can find out how he is. There's a lot of like spoiler or not spoiler, but like Easter egg stuff found within the, a lot of these games. He is bald. But mainly because IO Interactive at the time wasn't happy with their hair technology, and so that's a just, smart choice. So they just made him bald, which is funny because you look up like the fan theories, like we go like Pokemon style, and people are like it's part of the genetic stuff, and they just want to shave all their heads and made them bald the whole time so they could never feel hair and stuff. And it was just like what? And so you just see like bald <laughs> children stuff, which obviously could be written into the lore. I haven't read all the lore, but basically IO didn't have the tech in 2000 they wanted it's to make their gaming. hair. It's gaming. Practicality turns into lore real easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but some of the f- fun things in the last two uh, games, they've done these things with like exclusive targets where they kind of do it. Because I will say that's been the thing of trying to keep their game going. What they have done is like kind of what we've seen in like Assassin's Creed or even like an Immortal Phoenix where they add like weekly things or daily challenges so they have like these exclusive targets. Um, and they've had some actors they've come in here. Sean Bean was one. Where they basically you had a week to kill Sean Bean. Leave uh, Sean Bean alone. Stop <laughs> Sean Bean in <laughs> Jesus. Just let him live. Um, let the man live. Um, apparently they did a whole entire like fan poll. Like, who do you want to be a tar? Who's the more evil or worst person, Gary Cole or Gary Busey? And obviously everybody voted for Gary Busey to be the more scary person. And so Gary Busey was an exclusive target for like a week. Uh, they did put Gary Cole in the game, but he's just a wandering civilian. Yeah, if Gary Cole wins over Gary Busey, that's something <laughs> something's incredibly wrong there. I originally read this as Gary Coleman, and I was like, <laughs> no way. No way. No way Hitman did that. That'd be out of control. Uh, but no, they have done a lot of stuff. Like I said, I've looked at it. The As Kate mentioned, they do do a lot more suits now. They've done a lot more, like, you know, like aesthetic stuff, which a lot of games have been doing, which makes it a lot of pe- appeasing for a lot of people. You can get some fancy, nice, like, James Bond-looking winter... Look at some winter coats with that suit over the top. Oh, man, you're walking around like, $7,000-looking stuff. Oh, you look nice there. Still won't ever have any <laughs> hair, but... <laughs> but that's honestly all I had. I know it's not a long episode, which I guess is a first for a mad episode at this point. But, yeah, I don't know if we want any other thing before we get into our final thoughts. 
I mean, I could do an entire soliloquy about why he's hot and why I like suits for action assassins, but I don't think either of you want to hear that. So, so. to be fair, I'm with you, though, in this whole thing of, like, I did not like having to wear a disguise or taking the suit off. I'm like, I like killing you with the suit on. Can we just wear the suit on? You put the gloves on, everything. Yeah, keep the suit. Like, yeah, like definitely keep the suit. People are like, I like the chicken outfit, and I'm like, no, no, just keep the suit, man. Yeah, and That's... like, I, and I don't like want to bring it back to it, but like, there's, there's like picture like Keanu Reeves wearing like a chicken suit, going through his <laughs> movies, coming in a chicken suit. Like, no, if the, the suit is the thing, just like it's a like if the suit is the thing, just like it is in John Wick, and he it, has to be in the suit. And the gay thing is like the game does it very well too, because like you see him kill him, he like fix a tie real fast, like as he like oh there's like blood everywhere, and he's like I gotta fix a tie. Real that fast. tie fix though. Yeah, it, you're right. It is like one of the greatest things. It it just. No, like, the suit, we gotta fix the jacket real fast. I know I kind of flecked a little bit and, you know, strangled somebody to death and their head's in a sink, but, you know, fix the tie, fix the suit, brush the shoulders action off. Action people, like, action people doing action things in suits, it's my favorite when they just, like, flick their jacket up a little bit to, like, readjust it after they've, like, just murdered someone. It's great, because you see a lot of that in the game, and it makes it cool. And like I said, I've always liked kill, kill him with the suit. I know that was for a while. You got more points if you retrieved your suit. Um, a lot, and that was pretty cool. Like, can you make sure to get all the suits? Obviously, I know there's some more mechanical stuff and the more things about the game we probably could have got into, but overall, it was just kind of like, not that they're all the same, per se, because they have their, excuse me, their differences, but, you know, it is kind of like when it comes to mechanical-wise and then what you're doing, for the most part, the same. Um, I know from everything I've seen, the last two games are very well-received. Um, you know, whether they sold well or not is another question, but, you know, they are been very well received overall um especially once you got past the episodic stuff i'm looking forward to hitman 3 so we'll see but i guess final thoughts here for i guess you all um i guess final thoughts. i'm not a huge self game fan but i do like the fact that at least in the hitman game that i did play i didn't even realize it was a stealth game because i was too busy like brandishing things to kill people with in creative ways which is really really cool so having the freedom to do both i think makes this game great and really has me interested in playing the newest one as long as it's not buggy and it can play on my xbox i'd be down for a franchise man from what i remember the the world building in this game is super super cool and can really you know lend to some other stuff so if this is the last one in the series i'm interested to see like what they're going to do for like another trilogy yeah awesome awesome kate I told you, hot man, hot suit, he kills things. I'm here. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm excited for Hitman 3. Um, yeah, that, that, no, no no, thoughts, just hot man in suit. That's fair. Um, to, I guess for, I'll kind of end it out here. Um, one, obviously, I always love Hitman. Obviously, I feel like I'm a bad fan because I don't play as much as I probably should have. I'm with Adrian of, I like, do like the kind of the C the variety that allows for players to be creative because as much as I like the stealth, I like people not being able to, but I also like that, especially from as they move forward, the rewarding of people who do do the stealth stuff. And I guess that's where I like and fall with a lot of these games. Of like, I don't mind the bottom, but I like having challenges being rewarded for people who do go above the, you know, the regular standard. And I do wish games did that more often, which I've seen. Like, so everybody's so worried about the bottom part where I'm like, I don't really care about the bottom, but quit capping the top. And so that's that's what I've liked about this to where if you want to shoot everybody, that's fine. But I should get more points if I can, you know, kill the target and nobody sees me. 
And as long as that's it, that I don't have a problem with it. Um, the problem is when we kind of like you're pigeonholed into one or the other where you're handicapped in one or the other way. Yeah. But no, I am excited for Hitman 3. We should see what happens, obviously. I feel weird because it's one of those, I feel like I can play the game, but I might have to do a little quick synopsis catch-up of what happens in these stories because, as I said, the games are, while they're in themselves, they do follow a larger story as a whole. Um, I do hope we get more games like this, and I do hope some of the stuff we see in Stealth Mechanic come back, whether it would be a Splinter Cell or something like that. I wouldn't mind. I would love to see another Splinter Cell game. I know it's been forever, but I did enjoy those and everything else. But that is all I have. So, if Kate, if you want to take us out of here, you can go. Yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. And if you want to support the show a little bit more, head on over to patreon.com slash butwhitopc, where you can get access to behind-the-scenes stuff, episodes early, ad-free episodes, and some other cool things that we've been working on. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, literally everywhere at butwhitopc. And you can find me on Twitter at omemithrandier. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z, 93. Matt? I just like when you push people in the water, and it's like two foot of water, and they like drown and disappear. (laughs) 